You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Sob here, continuing our series featuring our 2020 NLC Institute fellows. Sean Angus is here today. Excited to hear what he's working on professionally. Excited to hear what he's excited about for NLC Institute when it starts here pretty soon in a couple of days. So let's get to it. All right, Sean. So it seems like you're going to be our resident academic in the fellows group. Uh, share with folks what you're working on these days. Yeah, so I'm a PhD candidate uh, in public policy and management at the University of Southern California. My research focuses on housing, community development, and racial justice. And the last couple of years, I've been really focusing on a project that we've been calling the Los Angeles Affordability Project. Um, my dissertation in particular focuses on South LA. And we have been talking with residents through focus groups, a survey, and interviewing organizers at local organizations um, around the ways that tenants are surviving, supporting one another and resisting harmful practices in relation to housing, work, um, and just their everyday sort of lives and, and what they need to do in order to maintain shelter and, and keep moving forward in their lives. And this is such a huge topic for the city. In all of your research, is there anything that surprised you or maybe put a different way, what kind of misperceptions do you feel like people have about this issue? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've really noticed is just how hard everyone is working to to just maintain where they're at. You know, we there's this constant narrative that that rents are getting more and more expensive, which is certainly true, but I think the other piece of that is really that that work has been staying the same, that wages have not been changing. And so every year people um, and residents are having to put more and more hours on, find more and more ways, uh, side hustles and side jobs to sort of put the pieces together to just maintain where they're at. And I also think that the other piece of it is, is we sort of lump this idea of affordability in with neighborhood change and gentrification. And while they're deeply connected, I think they're, they're separate in some ways and need two different types of interventions. And the reason I, why I mentioned that as well is because we've seen in talking with residents that as sort of new developments come in and as sort of the, the real estate market gets hotter and hotter, that there's also sort of this downward pressure from landlords um, in terms of harassment, um, in terms of not accepting rent checks, in terms of not providing maintenance. And and so it's really coming at residents from both ends in terms of trying to maintain their shelter through just rising costs and then also make sure that it's a livable space and something that's not actively causing harm as well. So then of all the many bills that were passed in Sacramento last year and you know even starting this week, they're taking up SB 50 again, which would do a lot to uh, uh, spur cities to develop more housing for folks. Is there anything that's encouraging to you or do you feel like more of the same is in our future? Yeah, I you know, in talking with organizers and those who have been around for 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 decades, uh, I take encouragement by them being encouraged. You know, there are laws being passed and protections being passed that, that folks have said, you know, they've been fighting for close to a decade that they didn't think would ever would ever be passed. And so the the fact that those things are starting to gain traction, they are being widely discussed. Um, and these these changes are beginning to take place. Um, I think is encouraging, but I definitely think that there's a long road ahead. Uh, because there's just no quick fix, you know, like, like you mentioned, you know, housing, employment are these huge bucket issues, really structural problems. And so I think it's going to take a lot of small interventions and more so than anything else, it's going to take a lot of organizing for people to realize sort of the detail levels in terms of what we need to do to really make holistic change happen in the city. Um, but I definitely do take stock and encouragement from what's been going on. 
um, and and hope that these discussions continue. And, and definitely the fact that we're not leaving anything on the table, you know, that we're talking about housing supply, that we're talking about minimum wage, that we're talking about renter protections, addressing this issue from as many different angles as possible, I think is, is really what's most important. And so I'm glad that, that that's continuing to happen. Yeah. And then last thing, what are you most excited about for Institute? What kind of things are you hoping to get out of the experience? Yeah, so I've been in, in higher ed now for a little bit, and I'm just excited to be back with the community of young leaders, of leaders in general that are all working in different facets in Los Angeles, um, perhaps towards you know different topic areas, but all towards similar ends. And so I think, yeah, that's what I'm really most looking forward to is having that community, to learning with that community, building with that community. Um, and just being a part of something bigger than sort of a one project, a one-time thing, um, and just and being a part of, of something bigger. Well, we're excited to have you, and congrats on the fellowship. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to check out the other 19 amazing folks in the cohort with Sean. You can find those short podcast episodes at all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Store. They're all in there. Check them out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.